Ukubara Kukubara. Gladly accept. <laughs> Sorry, was that your surname? <laughs> <laughs> I, I really want the Sayangar to have laughed and gone, is that your surname? <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to tonight's episode of the Fellowship of the Tabletop. We are a live play 5e podcast set in the disputed lands of the Verandian jungle in the magical home of World of Erith. My name is Darren and I'm going to run some D&D from you from within the great jungle city of Dash Calray. These are the Shadowmen Tales. With me tonight we have playing the human ranger McBenna. We have Will. Hello, hello. Playing the Hobgoblin Wizard Ukabara, we have Danny. Hello. Playing the Bugbear Druid Astrid Bongwater <laughs> is our one-shot extraordinaire robot. Hello. <laughs> Playing the Dragonborn Paladin Drago, we have Ian. Anyone want to bra? <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. You fucked it up. You fucked it up. You have one chance. Playing, 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 playing the goblin barbarian druid Kratz, we have Callum. Hello, hello. And playing the dragonborn rogue Sayangar, we have Mark. They give you so much shit, Darren, but you're doing a great job. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, yeah. no, no pressure, that. No pressure. Does that, uh, get, no pressure. <laughs> does that get me inspiration? Yeah. Do I get no. inspiration for that? Oh, no. It no. Anyway, here we are. Here we are at the start of another episode, which means we need to remember what the hell went down last time. And for that, we go over to the epic tones of epic voiceover guy, though he's shaking his head, which maybe means we don't go to epic voiceover guy. Were you here last time, Will? Yeah, but I mean, the, the, not a lot of notes were made, but sure, let's go for it. Okay, cool. Fabulous. Let's embrace a little chaos on this Friday evening. I will then fill in for anything that you miss. Just go for it. Previously <laughs> on the Fellowship of the Tabletop, the party went to the top of uh, the city and there was some stuff about some memories. People went back. Sort of, there was a lot of backstory stuff. Uh, McBenna got a bow. He spoke to Ren. There were lots of conversations. There was some backstory stuff about Drago. Basically, there's a lot of recapping on season one. And that's all I've got. Thank you. Yes, if you want some of the finer points, <laughs> listeners, Drago and Syngard discovered that they are descendant from an ancient dragon who also went by the name of Dengon, who happened to be a direct descendant of the Platinum Dragon, a dragon from the Sword Coast, or a dragon god from the Sword Coast, by the name of Bahumut, which ties into all this stuff we've been discovering about the First World and its links between the material planes. Also, alongside that, Astrid... Uh, no longer known as Chungus, had a very tender moment where they were able to to view and connect back through a memory rune with his long-lost little brother. We also had McBenna discovering some of the lore about the bow of Neverwinter, which was a bow that was left within the forest of Neverwinter by Ren and her brother Robin many, many moons ago. And Ukabura tried to throw... or maybe inadvertently throw a little spanner in the works by potentially altering what Ren's plans are for the forthcoming episode. But before we get into any of that, we're going to circle back to the start of that day. And what we're going to do is we're going to check in with Kratz. Now, Kratz. <laughs> give give yourself inspiration for that recap, Darren, by the way. I already have. I'm giving it just me Will out. doesn't get inspiration. If you think he's the still DM got gets one. Inspiration. Um, just a D10 to every roll. But anyway, Kratz. Having what? been plagued by nightmares the nights before, you woke cranky. Nothing particularly uh, not normal in that. You have always been suspicious of the magic, that memory fest within Dash Calare. And these dreams were so vivid and so real that they unnerved you. You remember dreaming of a city an abandoned city that manifests in shadows. You saw Ren, McBenna, Drago, stood in a circle, Ren, Ren casting a spell. You see another with them, a feline figure, dark hooded with a lantern. Your assumptions lead you to believe that this is Carl Jeet. 
You see two more figures alone, unknown to you. You see Wren glance up at them, confused, panicked. She says, I'm sorry. And Wren, Drago, McBenna, and Carl disappear. The two figures remain. They immediately feel familiar to you. A name comes to you. A human called Edic. Another name comes to you. A gnome called Miki. You watch them bravely fight on, taking down at least another 17 shadow-like monsters before they themselves were consumed by darkness. You woke. This dream had unsettled you. This being far too familiar and rooted within the city of memory itself. You made your excuses, which were expertly voiced, I should tell you, by by Mark. Good fun listening back to those. (laughs) And you left the party, determined that you you would not climb Erith Gifts, the seat of memory having nothing for you but pain. Instead, you walked to the second level of the city, past the great dome citadel of the Drake Wardens, and into the Sept of Salem, known as the Sylvan Grove. Amongst the great arboretum of silver and purple trees, you found some peace. A soft stream of water runs through the grove. It is quiet this morning, the city itself still seeming to mourn the events of terror that occurred the day before. You see a small statue of a female figure, hooded, The moon engraved also in this statue blazes above the figure's head. You hear someone approach you from behind. As you turn, you see a stocky lady. She appears to be feeding some purple-backed ladybirds. She lowers her hair to reveal, or she pulls back her hair, I should say, rather, to reveal a big smile, floppy ears and wide eyes of a firebolg. Shaggy, floppy, musky hair seems to continually brush into her face and she seems to be continually brushing it back. She poses a playful yet smoothing smile. Not many goblin kin keep my mistress in their hearts, she says to you as you stand within proximity of this shadow. This is your mistress. Yeah, it's worth saying, Kratz, that you've heard enough from Astrid Chungus to know that that the grove here is is a temple to Selene. And as you point to her, you're able to then put those points together. You, you've never been one for any form of deity yourself, but you, you've heard enough about her from Astrid to know who she is. No, that's fine. I've got a friend who talks about her. Like, 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 like he knows her. What, what, what's, the, um, what, what's the deal with this Selene? Why, why, do, why does everybody seem to really like her, worship her? I, I don't get the bloody point. Uh, well, f- for me, it's 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 a, a blessing about the the surprising things in life. Many things in this world are prescribed through order. Selen is a, a a mistress of chaos and a mistress of perhaps fate not being ordained by anything other than well yourself she says as she continues to be just feeding this this purple uh uh train of ladybirds as she just seems to be breaking up some kind of uh shrubbery and just leaving it on the floor and you can now see these these purple like ladybirds just seem to be making their way towards her what brings you here i i wanted to get a bit of peace and quiet i'm not used to being out of the jungle um, and I don't know. Really, I just kind of found my way here. I just found myself. I was, I didn't know what I was looking for. And I'm traveling with some people, and they've gone up to the whole memory thing up top, and it, 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 it's not for me. No good ever comes from looking to the past. She smiles at that. She seems to sniff the air and says, "Do you keep dogs?" No, I've been compared to one, but I don't keep them. You smell like a wolf, she says as she continues to just feed these ladybirds. That that might be slightly more explainable than what you think. And what I'm probably going to do, I'm going to walk a little bit closer to her. Mm -hmm. I was going to hold my hand out to try and get some of the um, 
branches. She's actually feeding the ladybugs, uh, and Cratch is going to attempt to kind of more feed him in a, a personal manner. So he's going to try and get some of this shrubbery broken off and just kind of hold it out in his hand and just see if they take it from his hand instead. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to give me a nature check as you would, as you attempt to do this? Yeah. Yes, I can. Uh, 18. Yeah. Um, you're able to hold out this branch and then instinctively what you do is you're able to just get into a crouching position and lower it to floor level. And what happens is a branch of them who appear to be queuing to be fed by this lady, they just, they just break off from this stream of purple ladybirds and just, and just take towards you. She says to you whilst you're doing that, you seem to have a deft touch for nature. I've got a lot in common with some animals. I've always had a bit of a kinship. These ones are a bit new to me, though, so, uh, well, a jessied hand with some food always seems to set a lot of people right. Works with animals as well. Someone, some say the purple ladybirds of Salem, they, uh, they can sense a troubled mind, particularly those who have had a troubled night's sleep. Had any nightmares recently? That seems rather a personal question for somebody you've just met. Forgive me. I don't mean to pry that this is the city of memory. And I, well, forgive me if I've offended you, she'll say as she continues to feed the ladybirds. And as you take her in, you can see now that her clothes are quite shaggy. She seems to have like a series of pockets that she just seems to be uh, seems to be full of just some form of shrubbery or leaves. The, the, the impression of some kind of herbalist. The the best cultural uh, icon I can refer her to for you is is kind of like the pigeon lady in Home Alone too. She she seems to be almost at one with this 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 grove, and she's just feeding these bugs. You seem to have a way with animals yourself. You spend a lot of time here. Yeah, and as she says that, a couple of them just fly up and land on her hand and goes, like you, this is the best place in the city for peace and quiet. Not many keep the Shadow Mendian gods here. No. wonder why. She turns with one of the ladybirds and holds it out to you. Um, not, I will not... yeah as she as, as she sees you kind of contemplate that she'll just go that they're not poisonous in any way yeah they w- there would be like a bit of apprehension to begin with um but yeah he would respond in kind with a out gestured arm she will glance at you as you do that and she will say one of the great things about this city and one of the things that means i like to stay here is that those who are lost of this mortal realm are never truly gone as long as memory endures nowhere else in all of Erif understands the duality of our existence better than this city what if you seem to think then that you have a memory but it's not yours well that is unknown to me, but as I've learnt through my own faith, the unknown is typically a a message of guidance from the moon mistress herself. And she'll smile as she says that. So if I think that I remember something, but I know I don't actually remember the thing, it's because of her. And he points over to the um, statue. She'll look at the statue and look back at you and she'll say to you, the one who's been calling himself Chungus, you know his real name to be Astrid. When you see him, tell him that the moon mistress is never far. And as she says that, she starts to gather up her things 
and just turns back to you and says, I would like to offer you more clarity as to what any of this means, but that's not the moon mistress's way. And as one of the bugs just seems to, as they're all starting to leave your hand, one just seems to come back and lands on your palm. And as it does so, it opens its wings and these gold flickles just from the, the, the inner parts of these butterflies' wings just start to, to dance in front of your eyes. And for someone as begrudgingly, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, is someone as, as just generally grumpy and hostile as Kratz can be from time to time. It is a moment of genuine, surprising, beautiful nature of, of the, the material world around you. And as that happens, two more happen, and it happens again and again. And all, by the time that this process is stopped, you have five of these things in your arms, just just glittering their wings in front of you. Would you look at that? Spirits, guardians, watch over you, Kratz. She'll say as she then walks past you. Spirit guardians. And he would kind of have a moment where he's just like admiring the beauty of all mm-hmm. this light that just seems to be swirling him. Um, but then he kind of almost forcibly comes back to his grumpy self. What the is this kind of stuff? What the hell's going on? Why are they glowing? Yeah, and as you say that, you turn around to to, to, to follow her and to see where she's gone, and you, she's vanished. She's gone. Where the fuck you go? That's very, very odd. Um, Kratz is probably just going to have um, a quick glance again over to the statue of Celine. Um, are the like purple bugs still on my palm at the moment, or have they disappeared as well? Yeah, as you turn back, what happens is they, they just fly off back to their back to their commune. Ah, oh, well, nuts to you and all then. Ah. And as you say that and contemplate this statue, even for you, your very grumpy natural self, you feel a sense of wanting to remain in this very calm and and safe place as you as you process what has just happened. And then after a few hours later that day, you decide it's time to to make your way back to back to what you're here for and that's to make your way back down the mountain path back down to the first level and to join up with the rest of the party to go about the end game of this campaign stopping the murderer of your kin stopping Carl Jeet yeah, he would probably, I, I would just say, he'd probably try and be a little bit forcibly grumpy at this stage. He's been at peace while he's been in this like um, very secluded area. Um, but then as he starts to walk out, he starts forcibly mumbling to himself. Uh, which, ah, nice peaceful place now, but bloody leave and go back to everyone bloody else and that grumpy old fucking man just mumbling to himself and just as he gets to the door he takes one last lovely glance at this um, nice peaceful area before he does indeed move on um, and uh, attempts to uh, reunite with the party yes great thank you um, and as everyone makes their way back from either the top of Varys Gift or from Selene's Sept Selene's Arboretum um, I'm, I'm going to ask a, a, a Darren DM question to all of you as players and, and expedite your remaining time in Dash Calray and ask, does anyone have anything else that they wish to pick up, that they wish to purchase in terms of supplies before you head to the waterfall? Is there a library, yeah. Darren? Yes, there will be a library, yes. Um, it is kept in the... Uh, great uh, sanctorium of the drake wardens so inside the great dome architecture on the second level there is a library there should you wish never mind 
Okay, thank you. Anyone else? <laughs> uh, can all I? That you just shit on it, Danny. Can I? I need to. <laughs> can I restock on silver arrows, please? Yes, absolutely. And yes, um, as many then, as you can fit in your quiver. I'll let you. Uh, I'm sure you know how much that is. Yeah. And then, can does anywhere sell healing potions? Yes, you can find some healing potions. Yes. Cool. I'd like to buy um, some, please. Yes, with the sheer volume of gold that you have, I'm going to say you can strip this shop bare of its supplies, which is um, effectively 10 normal healing potions, 10 healing potions. Oh, shit, we're going to die. As this place has 10 healing potions, are there any other magical items they've got? Um, yes, there are um, some form. There is what's known as t- traditionally an antidote, which will effectively have the same effect as a, a, a lesser restoration. So, will cure something like poison or disease. Uh, will uh, basically deal with some of the other statist effects. There are five of them if you want them. Yeah, can I take five of the antidotes, please? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything else for you, McBenner? Um, a coffin for later. Antidotes. Ouch. Threatening. I just like the fact that you sat back after that supposed joke, Callum, and smiled to yourself as if to kind of pat yourself on the back. If you're going to try and do any humour, you may as well find it funny yourself. Yeah, coffee for later. Uh, Brilliant. Then, yeah, um, I haven't enjoyed my own humour. Oh, I thought he's coughing. I thought he said coffee for later. There's on a coffee. I get it now. Coffin. Dark humour. And then McBenner will just need to talk to Ukabura at some point. Okay. While we're we're shopping, um, I have a question about uh, myself, Kratz, and Astrid. Um, We we never addressed if we have money or not, and we need spell components. Um, you, You have... And this is unfortunate that you weren't in the vault of Father Keep. I would imagine that you probably have what you can pick up with the. Um... I tell you what. Um, Got to the final episode. You, now you why ask. Don't you, no, yeah. We why don't you? All, why don't all three of you roll a d hundred? This is how we'll figure this out. Fucking wild magic doesn't get used enough. A good uh, old d hundred, d one hundred. So bloody potted plant. 65. Okay. 33. 44. Okay. That's how I much copy you've got. Yep. Um, that, that's, that's, so <laughs> you rolled 65, did you? Yes. Uh, Ukebara? Yes. How much did you roll? Astrid, 33. And Kratz? 44. Yep. Collectively, that's how much gold you have. Okay, great. I'm going to spend... Um, if it's okay with everyone, I'm going to spend 40 gold replenishing all of my um, spell components and buying a bag of nuts for us all to share on the road. Yeah, buddy. Nice. Then the rest of you can have. Uh, Astrid relinquishes it easily. Uh, he's got, he uses a, a spell casting focus of the, uh, the dick around his neck. Hmm. <laughs> yep, I've got uh, animal components around my neck that I use as a judic focus. Sweet. It's just me. You have have the rest. Okay. Thank you. Anyone else for anything else? Nope. Sankar would probably go do some drugs at some point, but um, that's a no, that's a non-entity in terms of going (laughs) off and taking some Keltride. Um, Okay. Yeah. Calm his nerves before everything, but nothing I need to pay for. No, I need to see, do his own thing, his little own, you know, dealing with his shit and then come back. Okay. Yep. We will then reconvene with you all returning to the waterfall at the foot of the city. As you come back together, you all discover that Scrymer Earthcall in his elven form is waiting for you, as is Sol Raver and her golden drake Sol Behumet in this great cave that contains the teleportation circle. Scrymar looks at you all as you all come back together and says to you all, uh, we have managed to recover from Mygan's inventory 
My God. My God. A set of boots of the winterlands for you all. It should help you deal with the extreme cold that you're going to face at Shadow Point Peak. It also means that snow and ice of such will no longer hinder you should you encounter an area of it that's particularly treacherous. Um, so what I've just given you all is a upon attuning they will attune to your foot size a, a set of boots of the winterlands uh they basically mean you can deal with extreme cold now which is the type of extreme cold that would even fell the, the two ice dragonborns and you can as well uh move across snow and ice difficult terrain without impending any um uh, what what's the word? Any penalty to that movement, so you can move across that like it's normal terrain. Do we um, get the mechanical uh, resistant to cold? Yes, you do. Well? Yes, you do. Which obviously offers nothing to the dragonborns, but offers something to the to the rest of you. They are on D and D Beyond. If people want to add them to their character sheet, that uh, way well, nice. you can just. Can you give us the name again? Boots, boots of the winterlands. Of the winterlands. Nice. Uh, Sciengar, if you're keeping score, that's you maxed out in terms of magical items because you've got your your bug mask for dark vision, you've got your sword, and you've now got those. So that's you maxed out. You've got three. Drago, you've got like 60 slots left, so don't worry. You can have... Hey, actually, you know, for all the stick I got, for all the stick I got, the only person who didn't come away with any kind of material magical upgrade from the last episode was Drago. So screw you all. He's had one since from the last episode. Correct. Yeah, correct. What did he get the one before, apart from a spell that he pony, cast? Got a pony. Yeah, which sword. he can cast in anyway. Yeah, he hasn't got no, the sword. I didn't get the sword. Got the sword. Main and character he's got, syndrome. He's, he's, he's got a free. He's got a free <laughs> tap up to, uh, to to the gods. Yeah, <laughs> he's got that got new armor, that plot armor. Ah, yes, plot armor, hero armor. Yeah, super. I tried to give him the axe of shade. I only didn't want it. He said, he said he was finding his own path, which was lovely. This is true. And really worth the So Didn't need that magic weapon, did we? No. <laughs> oh, well, I could speak too soon. Everyone's picked the up. First, everyone's the picked first up. motion of Carl Sheet would be the chop Drago's head off. It's like, shit got real. <laughs> Every, everyone's picked up silver weapons to bypass anything with resistance to non-magical attacks, right? Yes, well, Drago Absolutely has a silver axe, so he, so his axe from... Um, from the vault in Fire yeah, he's King, all right, yeah. Silvered, so he's fine. Yeah. Uh, Sciengar's weapon is magical, and I think don't think the rest actually wield weapons. So you've got good. 33 gold pieces. So be I have my claws. Throw Stop throwing them, throw the gold at them. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, and obviously, the um, the the arrow of Neverwinter that you can summon with a bonus action, yeah, well, it's psychic damage, yeah. magical, also counts as magical, yeah, no, yeah, um. Uh, as you're all doing this, it, it, it notice in Drago, you'd almost certainly be the first to notice this, that, that Ren isn't putting a pair of these on. Um, and as you glance over to her and notice that she's not putting on a pair of these, she nods to you and says, I listen to you. I'm not coming. I'll open this circle and then I won't cross through. You just better make sure you come back. Um, uh, um, okay. Dragon just um, stares at her, and then yeah, reaches out and, and, and kind of pats her shoulder. Yeah, and she senses this awkwardness, and then she just turns away from this, as well as someone who's not particularly sure if she feels quite close to you, and you, you, you sense that. That, that that there is a bond here between the two of you that's that, that's formed very quickly and she's not great at acknowledging that either. I've had a chance to look at this circle and well I can open this from anywhere because I'm well I'm a talented spellcaster. It's gonna be dangerous there, but hopefully you're gonna take care of that danger. So if if Ukabara has the means of casting sending to me, or, or then I can I can bring you back from anywhere. And that's, that, that's what I'll do. And what if Ukubura um, can't breathe anymore? If something happens to Ukubura, um, are, you, are you asking that in character? That's why I used Ukubura's voice. <laughs> Forgive me. <laughs> 
It's because you referred your person the third person, which was strange. <laughs> but uh, um, anyway, she'll take that in and goes, well, then I will guess uh, I will give it a day, two days, and then I'll, I'll come looking and or, or I'll leave it. I don't know. What do you want me to do if, if that happens? And she'll look to you, Drago. Just as you were, we'll let you know. How close will how close will we be once we get teleported there? Uh, Scrymar will come forward and go. This teleportation circle, I I built this to allow me closeness to my brother. This will take you right up to the the gates of where Merishalk is imprisoned. I suppose the option would be if Ren could always activate the portal in a day's time if she doesn't hear from us. Otherwise, assume we're dead. That way we know if we can't communicate, we know that in a day's time, exactly, portal will open and we can get back. Is that not a sensible thing to put in place? Sure, I can do that. Um... Just in case, if you don't hear from us, Open it up. There's another thing I'm going to do to to make sure things are safe. That those creatures yesterday wanted me for a reason, and I think it's because, and I've spoken to, I've spoken to, Scrymar about this, and it's had they have taken me through that portal, they could have then used me to, under some form of magical control, to bring back Carl and whatever he's summoning, which means I would unleash it right here in Dash Calray. I think that's why they wanted me. So there's something else I've been thinking that I'm going to do to, to, to make sure that we're safe and you're safe and this city is safe. Soul Raver is going to fly me as soon as I've opened this portal to, to Fish Tortoll, and I'll open the portal from there, which means when you're done there, we won't have to travel back through this jungle. You won't have to ride on Drake back, which I get the impression at least two of you wouldn't like and I'll, it will get us a lot closer to where we need to be she'll then turn to the goblins and say I'm, I'm sorry if that is not what's good for you but it will leave you on the, the border of the jungle and and I, I just can't run the risk of staying here without you all there could still be sleeper agents in this city and and if you do lose, me opening the portal here could invite Carl and this creature straight into the heart of this city. Rin, the jungle is our home. That's absolutely fine. Cool. Well, um, while that's going on, Sangars is going to slowly, uh, tentatively raise a claw. I have some questions. Yeah, who are you asking these off? You've got Sol Raver, Just anyone who knows the answers, Mm -hmm. really. Um, I don't really know what we're doing. I know we're killing a cat man. I understand from McBenner, and he's going to point to McBenner, that cat man is a bastard. That I know. I know we're going through a portal that you, pointing to Ren, are going to make and then when we're all dead apparently in the day's time our corpses will end back up at fish total i've got that bit i have a question um there was a thing someone was being summoned can i just can we imagine that for just a short period of time i wasn't paying attention what are we getting ourselves you've given us these fucking boots they look awesome i love them by the way i feel maxed out but I kind of feel like you're preparing me for something that I should ask more questions about. Namely, um, what the fuck are we up against here? Like, in all seriousness, I've got a bitchin' sword. We've got these boots. Um, do we know enough about this Carl cat bastard well, to be doing this now? Not that I'm getting cold feet. I'll kill you anti till I'm dead, but, you know, just want to check. Is there anything I need to, to bring know back- about this cunt before we... He's trying to bring back uh, Meryl Streep, isn't it? Is that uh, that's, that's the name? <laughs> uh, 
Mash Charlotte. What spell would that be? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This Mare Streep um, last thing person. She's like, you got to sing Mama Mia songs. The son of Grazit. And I think Carl's trying to bring back. Uh, it did all, it, Carl's trying to summon this person that was bound or sealed off the plane. And we've got to basically either we kill Carl or kill it or or both to stop it from manifesting here, I think was the plan. Uh, right. Didn't Wasn't the plan to allow this thing to manifest so we can kill it and kill it for good? Didn't it need a body will for come that? In, Scrymar will come in for that and will say... Uh, Mara Shalok is trapped in the Shadowfell by the Mati- <laughs> I love how you ask for important information and then just shit Will out. Will ruin the big bad? I'm not. Yeah, he I'm has. Not. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not ruining it. I asked and I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, being, I'm being genuine. I'm not laughing at Meryl Streep. <laughs> Meshalok. <laughs> Will, you it's have ruined. This is all your fault. This is your fault. This is another my girl we've got now. My girl. My girl. My girl. So it was a a half. I'm doing a D in here. It was a half Mark question, half Cyan girl question, really. But I Um, feel I needed that. Yeah. If you think back to a few episodes back, you were told that Mayor of Shullock, I'll go back to in character in a second, but just for fidelity of the listeners as well, that Mayor of Shullock um, was trapped into the material plane by by Scrymar. They they were brothers, they were both children of Grisette, and that Merishalok has used his spiritual form, which has which has made its way into the material plane through the essence of the Yuan T, to 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 capitalize on the void left by Grisette. This is Merishalok has now chosen this time to try and return to the material world. When when Merishalok is back, it's believed that you, the Yuan Ti will sacrifice themselves to allow his spirit to return to his body. Um, it's during the process of that happening that he will be vulnerable to be killed for good, both in spirit and in body. So the plan was, as Drago's correctly identified, the plan was, was to let Carl begin the process of uh, summoning Merishalok to then use that point in that transition to kill him. However, you were we can't, all we can't let it, we can't let it finish. We can't let yes, it finish. If, if, if it finishes, you've effectively allowed someone to fill the void left by Grisette, and yeah, that, as Drago would know, is particularly a, a bad thing. Uh, Drago's done one god. He, he can do another one. You've done a god. Yeah, cool. Um, and I we, had a we, will, we just so I don't repeat that, we will come back to in game and say that that is effectively what's just been recapped for you all yep. by Scrymar. And Zango's going to go. Oh, I feel like I remember bits of that now from maybe episode two when uh, <clears throat> that was explained before. Anyway, I just wanted to do- double check stuff. Um, as long as there's you anti and shit to kill, I'm good. My only other question was, how do we know where are we go? Where I don't understand how this shit works. How, what are we going to be transported to exactly? Because if we need him to start this, this uh, summoning thing, and we don't want him to know we're there because he might stop if we start. How do you see what I mean? Now, how are we going to get that bit sorted? That's, that's the other question I've got there. Cause I get it. Get him going, get him bringing this dude up, uh, grads at some, whatever. And then we fuck him up. I get that. I get that. But how do we get the timing right without, do we send in, has anyone got like a, can we send you a Velociraptor or something, or a, 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 a dinosaur in? Ren could always try and scry for him to see where he is before we start. You're this. making this too complicated. Ren, open the portal. We walk through the portal. We locate Carl. We kill Carl. He will already be doing the summoning. If he's not, we just lay eyes on him. Just, Make it simple. Kill Carl. Kill Carl. Save the world. Game on. And as Drago has correctly identified, you would also remember from this discussion that that Scrymar said that Carl will either be there before you, waiting for you, or he's coming to you. That's where, where you're teleporting to if you get there before him is where he's heading. 
So finding Carl isn't going to be a problem. All right, sorry, I'm just making sure that... Yeah, it's good. We should be prepared. Everyone should be prepared. Carl won't be alone. He'll have his followers with him, and they'll be out to kill. This is his end game. This is what he's betrayed. Some of you, he's killed countless. All for this. We have to take it seriously. I agree. Before we go in there, and McBenna will look towards Akabura, I spoke with Kratz the other night, and I felt that now is the time to put what happened in the forest behind us. And I spoke with Kratz, and his one request was that I apologize to you in order to put what happened behind us especially given that we've now learned here in the city that what we're facing isn't just us trying to kill Carl Jeet, but this is save the world kind of stuff, which, you know, personally, fucked if I'm getting involved in that normally, but here I am. Yes. So (laughs) (laughs) this is me apologizing for what happened in the jungle and putting it behind us. You have to say the words. I did. I'm sorry for what happened. I don't remember what happened. Fair enough. I'm kidding. I understand. Good. And I'll just turn to cold. Are you okay? Uh, Kratz is just going to give a sly nod. Ukabura at that moment and a sly just, nod uh, yeah a, a small nod slight nod slight nod not not sly slight. slight I thought nod. you said sly is very different slight. yeah slight not slight I mean, sly's like, like sly's like we'll accept his apology and then leave him for dead in the snow and stab him in the back, back. Yeah. I'll be rolling yeah. for perception on yeah. that one yeah uh, it, it, it's just it's just a slight nod not exaggerated it's a quick nod um, to Ukebura. For for our listeners out there, he's nodded slightly genuinely about not, five times now. No, that's no, that's not a slight nod. That's a nodding dog. That's like that's like the 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 oh, yes. line advert. Oh yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Then I, Ukebura Kukebura, gladly accept. <laughs> so is that your surname? <laughs> <laughs> I, I really want the Sayangar to have laughed and gone, is that your set? <laughs> hey, you're a bong water now. I like of that. course. Is everyone's stomachs full? Oh, we could do a, we could have a berry before we go. That'd keep us going for a day. That's a good idea. Well, no, Astrid. Could... Really? A berry know. before battle? No, We're having a I berry. Just your stomachs to be full, that's all. These are good berries. You need to, you know, once you pop one of Astrid's berries in your mouth, that's it. <laughs> as fascinating as this all is, I could listen to you all do this all day. I'm genuinely worried that by the time you all decide you've got your shit together, that Carl will have made it there and summoned this thing. So I'm opening this portal. That's a good what idea. What is going to say. I'll hurriedly hand out good berries to everyone. Uh, Ren, that's just, 60 seconds. Just... No, hang on. Just a quick word. Um, <laughs> just to one side. While these guys are eating their berries. All right, sure. <laughs> and we're going to go over to Jaga and Ren, so you can't hear the berry being eaten. And... <laughs> it's really loud, chewing. Very loud. Listen, I, I, I appreciate you not coming. Um given the circumstances and um, my previous history dealing with world-ending calamities. Um, If I, for whatever reason, am not part of the party that make it back, you need to go. I mean, you don't need to do anything, but... um, Need to find We're going together, Drago. I'm going to find Robin, and you're coming with me. I know, and I will be 
But if I'm not part of the group that comes back, you need to find Tali. She was a member of our group from the stories I've told you before. And you need to go to a place called the Half Hoof Inn. I won't. I don't understand the ins and outs and the necessary magics. But if I'm not part of the group and we get back, go there. And um, I don't know exactly what will happen, but it's the next step. Just find Tali. She'll explain everything. And if you're trying to find Robin, she will help you. She's one of us. Half of him. Goldview. You remember. I won't forget. Okay, right. Um, can you also, I'm sorry to put so much onto you. Look after Sayangar. Give him a purpose. Get him to Robin. You almost certainly, from what I've learned about you, would have had to have looked after my brother and given him a purpose. Of course I will. I'm not good with thank yous and goodbyes. Yeah, yeah, don't worry, neither am I. Cool. And with that, Drago turns... Is that the Drago? Walks. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to try. And she's going to rush towards you and just hug you. Aww. And then she's going to pull back and just wipe away a tear and go, yeah, I see why at the top of the mountain why I didn't want one of those. And she's going to go over to the teleportation circle and um, look back at you and then just start the process of opening this circle. You've got 60 seconds till it opens. As she's casting, uh, McBenna gives um, Astrid, Sayangar, and Drago two health potions each. Uh, Ukabura and Kratz get one each. And these, these are you. just these, these are just basic ones. These are two d four plus two, I believe, is the basic um, player handbook healing potions. So that's two for Sayangar, Drago, Astrid. Uh, and then one for Ukabura and Kratz. And then Thank you. Drago, Sayangar, Ukabura, Kratz, and Astrid each get one of the antidote potions that I also bought. That, is that, are you saying that's lesser restoration or are they just antitoxins, Darren? They're antitoxins and well, they do the effect of lesser restoration. So I cool. believe that's, okay. that's poison, disease, and a couple yeah. of other okay, things. Yeah, okay, that's fine. And so he's giving those out to everybody and making sure everyone's got the right potions. Right. Sorry. What was that? What was got... that extra potion? So you've got you've got basically what it. is what is a potion of antidote? I don't think it exists on on um, D and D Beyond because I couldn't it's find it. It's a homebrew okay. item. It does the same effect of lesser restoration. Yeah. So if you it's basically use a less it, basically a lesser restoration spell. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but it's yeah, it's like a little it's like a little you know cure or it's snake oil, and basically you know. <laughs> oh, okay. In the Final yeah. Fantasy equivalent of a remedy, it won't restore hit points, but it will cure status ailments. Yeah, nice. You're speaking my language. So there you go. So there's because there's five of them. So that's one to each of you guys. And then we've distributed the healing potions out as well. So if people need them in emergencies, they can use them on themselves. Yeah, cool. And as silence descends over the camp, Ren opens the circle and looks at you and says, "You gotta be quick here." Counterspell. <laughs> <laughs> Massive dick move. <laughs> All of a sudden, Ukubura turns into Carl Jeet. Yeah, like greater, greater um, image or whatever. Great. Yeah, major illusion, whatever. True polymorph. Drago walks forwards and uh, steps through the portal with a final counter. Ren. <laughs> and so I yeah. go would draw the. Draw the, deng- the blade Dengon's deception, black shrouded blade, spin it over his shoulder, crick his neck, take a deep breath, and follow his brother. McBenner will walk up. Good job, lass. We'll see you in a day. And go to the portal. 
Ukabura will hold the hands of uh, Astrid and Kratz quite tightly and sort of stroll as a try or attempt to pull them as though we're strolling as a three into this. Yeah, Astrid will turn his head and say, Thanks, Ren, see you too. And probably go into the portal before he finishes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kratz happily follows with Ukabura's hand. And as it closes, Ren allows herself a moment just to pause at that before turning to Sol Raver and just going, cool, so let's ride a drake. And we'll leave Ren there and head over to Shadow Point Peak. Oh, fuck. At the darkest part of the horizon lies the giant mountain known as Shadow Point Peak, the twin to Eris Gift. It is dark, large and foreboding. The low-hanging sun is blocked out. A still, hollow stream, frozen over, runs through the centre of this. Apart from that, there is nothing to hide behind, no terrain. It's just a thick, open space of snow at the foot of this mountain. The cold bites at you. Even those of you who are dragonborns and are attuned to this sort of weather, it is a, 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 a perilous cold, an arctic cold. And you're all immediately group, uh, grateful for the boots of the winterlands. Visibility is quite bad. That's the first thing to say. You, you can't see much beyond 30 feet in front of you. Though You can make out the, the foreboding giant silhouette of the great mountain. Suddenly a figure emerges through the wilderness. McBenna, you recognise this figure. Hooded, covered in bandages. The spectre who has visited you several times before. Though you look around at the rest of the party and see that they also seem to recognise this figure. Or be able to not recognise, better phrase, they can also see this figure. So you've made it here, all of you. McBen, McBen will have stepped forward as it comes. I, through whatever machinations that seem to have twisted the fates, I were here. The figure looks at you all. You can only see these eyes through these bandages' face, just looking at you all, and says. For those of you I've not met yet, I am a watcher of this world, and I visited McBenner on the boat, who went and awoken you, Drago Blightbane. I did not anticipate that he would do that, but I'm glad that he has done. And now I see another wields the essence of memory, the blade that fell Grisette, and looks towards Syengar. And free Goblinkin, Goblinkin, who I saw join this party. I saw you all fight with each other. Are you truly united now? You will need to be to defeat what is coming. Given the stakes that we've now learned, I think I'd like to say I can speak for all and say that any misgivings we've had are behind us because we realise the gravity of what we face. Albeit some of us are reluctant to normally involve ourselves in such things, we know that we're here because we're here. I'm glad to hear you will be unified. It's going to be needed for what is coming. Turns back to you, McBenner, and says, I did not expect you truly to wake Drago on your first meeting. I thought you would go to the deck alone. But my second request for you to visit that shopkeeper in Dash Calray. In that instance, you did exactly as I intended. And something starts to happen as this almost like kind of like veneer of of, of snow seems to give way and this visage of this figure just starts to disappear and what you see in front of you is a large creature a large snake-like creature that has a long tail this creature is large 
it goes up its body and as you're as it starts to emerge through the snow you see that this figure has the cat features of those of you who remember Carl Jeet. There is a large cobra-like crown that seems to descend down the neck. The cat-like claws that Carl's always had are now accentuated and seem to drip with this kind of oozy-like substance. He looks around and then eyes fix on you, McBenner, and you all hear a voice say, Turns out you were still right to not believe in the spirits, McBenner. Have you enjoyed my little charade that I've put on for you? He then glances around at the rest of you and says, I really enjoyed watching you. Fighting over which one of you is going to kill me. No, I'm going to do it. No, I'm going to do it. Well, now's your chance. Go on, McBenner. Uh, I shoot him. Yeah, okay. Roll to hit. Yeah. No, as soon as there's now your chance, I'm going bare form. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm shooting it. I'm, sh- I'm shooting it. Shoot, shoot away. Shoot away. I, I still have to morph. Uh, that's a 20 not natural to hit. Yeah, okay. The arrow flies off towards Colin, and all of a sudden, boom, it just seems to hit something. And this smile just comes across this cat with these big teeth and goes, I learned that one in Farva Keep. You remember the wall in the vault? Clever one. And you can now see the outline of this wall of force field. Don't worry. I'm going to drop it when the time is right. And then his hand will hold up now, will seem to reach into a satchel and holds up this great tome. And Drago, you notice something here. His eyes are blisteringly purple now, like Elphir at his most corrupt. Something has happened here, though. Whereas Elphir was still of good of soul, and the, the, the darkness and evilness seemed to, to make him weaker. It seemed to eat away at him. As you glance up at this large snake-like creature that now towers over you all, it's done something very different to Carl, and it reveals a lot about who Carl really is. It's empowered him. Whatever this darkness and evil is, it's not weakened him like it weakened Elphir. It's done something much worse and much, much more dark. He glances around at you all and takes you all in one by one. And he glances to you first, Drago, and goes, I saw what they did to the elf, this power. He was weak, so it weakened him. Do I look weakened by it, Drago Blightbane? Grisette offered you this, and you were too stupid to take it. You're going to die for that. You'll abandon your brother once more. And as for you, as his eyes dart towards you, Syngar, the last thing you're going to see is me driving that memory forge blade right through your brother's heart before I kill you with it. Go on, Drago. Uh, Drago gives him a level look and misty steps behind him. Does that work? Please say yes. Please say yes, because I have no fucking clue. <laughs> the levelled look comes. Vroom. Drago disappears. And as you all take a breath, as the world awaits. That's where we're going to leave it for tonight's episode. Oh. Ah, 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 I so want that to work. That no. Amazing. Yeah. That would he be amazing. had him there. He was going to oh. kill him. Oh. Colin, is it Colin Firth? Oh. The actor reminds me a little bit of Colin. Colin. Firth. I can't do Carl, so I had to like. Well, I have to go for the remnants <laughs> of it and say like the cat thing, like the snake thing, has changed him. That's my. Oh yeah, that's my thing. <laughs> that's no works. <laughs> Complete. Oh, oh, I love it. It's good. Fuck. Oh, now you have to wait Whoa. a week till the next to figure out what happens. She- I really oh. want to say, surprise, cockfag, and then stab him. Cock what? Cockbag, cockbag. Well, I mean, you know, there's there's been a lot cockbagging tonight. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with that, but I will say thank you very much for uh, tuning in, listening, making us part of your everyday week, and for sticking with us in that very um, semi-fun towards semi-serious at the end episode as we gear up to the final of the Shadowmen Tales. And in order for you to listen to the final. You're going to have to stick 
with us another week and look forward to it. So I'm going to wrap this up. Get on your way. Before you do, give us a like, a thumbs up, a review. Tell a friend, tell a family member about us. It's the best way to advertise us and show us your love by telling everyone you know about our podcast. Gets the name out there. Uh, if you wanted to keep up to date with the podcast, you can do so. Those of you who have um, tried to get in on the website will notice that the link is broken. The URL is broken because, frankly, we ain't got one anymore. It wasn't worth the upkeep or the expense, but we still have because we are tied to Elon Musk and his vision forwards. We still have our Twitter page, which is at Fellowship Table. We have a Facebook. We have a couple of other places, but Twitter. Yeah, fuck it. I don't know. And if you wanted to go one step further and follow us individually, you can do so too. I'm at iRolder1. Callum's at the D20 Gamer. Mark's at Hastily Roll DM. <laughs> Danny's at Total Party Thrills. <laughs> too many words in my mouth. Will is at. Natural 20 Will. Renter Will is at Fellowship NPCPC. And our illustrious DM can be found at Darren Page 06. Until next time, guys. Farewell. Farewell.